Well, we're going to have to talk about it at some point, right? Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to episode number six of It's Always Sunny in South Philadelphia. I am your host, Riley Rich, and today we will be going over the uh, the Rockies and Mets series, and uh, it's, I don't know, it's... Yes, we will talk about that event. But, let's start on a more positive note. Let's start with the Rockies. Series. Uh, I should also add, um, sorry, before we begin, uh, there will be another episode, I believe, released tomorrow. That will be about the Eagles, so uh, we'll go over the, uh, the draft class for them, too. Again, I don't know if I you remember from uh, the first episode of the season... But I'm going to try to break up the Phillies and Eagles episodes just so that we like stay on task. Like, especially with the video podcasting thing, I'll I'll learn how to edit eventually and it's just a work in progress. And for right now, I'm going to uh stick with one sport at a time and then we'll get into um and then I'll find a way to edit them. And besides by the time the um by the time the Eagles get mentioned highly again, the Phillies will be Season will be ended anyway. So now that's taken care of, we can begin with the Rocky series and the first sweep of the year for the Phillies. It felt really good. It felt nice that we could get seven runs on the board consistently in four straight games. And let's start off with uh, Monday's game. Let's start off with April twenty-fifth. It was a really good showing. Um, it shows. How quick momentum can change. It's all based off of luck. It was just one play where Kyle Schwarber skied a ball to right center field and uh, Charlie Blackman and, Con- and uh, Randall Gritchick, right fielder and center fielder, both moved toward it. Nope, nobody called it. Got lost in the lights. Dropped down. Two runs scored. And that's all we needed to get um, to get momentum to go through the series. Uh, Kyle Gibson only made a few mistakes. He really only gave up three hits. Just two of them happened to be home runs, and one of them was on the first pitch of the game. So can you really blame him? Like, I like to think, too, that when we talk about Kyle Gibson, it's funny to me that Kyle Gibson has been the most consistent pitcher this year for the Phillies. Like, Nolan's had some bad starts. Wheeler's still fine. His velocity has been hit around a bit. Kyle Gibson, since his first start on that first Saturday of the year, he has been consistently good. He didn't have to be a lead or anything. We're not asking him to be a lead. We're just saying that he has to be good. And Kyle Gibson was, and he delivered. And he really kept us in this game. He's the reason why we won. And also the bullpen, too. I talked about this a lot. We don't have the flashiest bullpen. We are far from it. We probably have the worst... Bullpen on paper. But you know what? It gets the job done when it wants to. Scoreless again. Sir Anthony, Yuri's Familia, James Norwood, Brad Hand. They all did amazing. They got the job done. They held him scoreless for four innings. It's all you need. Then, Tuesday's game, more pitching. More really well done pitching. This time it was Zach Eflin. And I mean, Zach Eflin, number five starter. You don't really expect, we don't expect great 
like we don't expect the sky and and all of the limit and exceeding all of our expectations. We don't expect much from Zach Eflin. We just expect that he gets his quality start. Well, not quality starts by definition. We expect him to keep us in the game, and he did, and he did way more than that. Uh, Odubo Herrera also came back in a huge way this week, um, especially on Tuesday uh, with his home run. And D. Gregorius also had a nice game as well. He went like two for three. He came around to score. And it was really important to see that for me uh, because D. Gregorius has been, he's under fire. And he he's on the hot seat, and I think even before the year two, he's he's on, he's been on the hot seat for me. He's been on the hot seat for all Phillies fans because now you have Didi who's getting older. He's in a contract year, and you have Johan Camargo taking reps at short. You have Bryson Stott at short in the minor leagues, and Didi Gregoris is getting older. He hasn't really had the home run prowess this year. As long as he can have games like this, where he's hitting two for three, he's hitting solid, getting solid contact, he's on base, he's doing his job, he's passing the baton, then I think it's okay. I think, I think Didi will fit in nicely for, for now, and then we'll get a better shortstop later. Right, Dave? We will get that better shortstop later. Um, and it wasn't even O'Double that came back as well, it was Roman Quinn. As well, and that, that was the one I was more excited for. Roman Quinn came off a really bad ACL tear. He didn't play that much last year. But he came back. He's in the outfield. Uh, what surprised me the most when I looked at this game after the fact was that we won. Like we, we won. We scored a lot of runs. We also went one for eight with runners in scoring position. And this really put things into perspective. For me. And that's because. When you're a good team. It doesn't matter. If you're analytics based. It doesn't matter. If. You're still. Like. Been preaching the same thing. For the past 40 years. It doesn't matter. If you want to hit the bottom half of the ball. It doesn't matter. If you want to hit the top half of the ball. When you're hitting. We can all agree. That you want runners on. And you want to cash them in. That's the goal. And now we're getting to an age of the three true outcomes. We're getting to an age of home runs and strikeouts and walks. We need guys that can get on base for us. Guys that can execute with runners on. Like, we we went one for eight with runners in scoring position. But the reason why we won this game is because D. Gregorius and Garrett Stubbs had two out RBIs. They now they weren't necessarily in runner in scoring position, but they were able to get it done in a crucial situation, in a time where we really needed them to step up. This team, this Phillies team, man, we have a ton of superstars: Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber, even guys like J.T. and Reese. Who've been here for years. It's the idea of. Uh, I, I can't remember. From so, from psychology. I can't. Uh, but it's the idea of like. While you're in a group. 
you tend to do less work individually because you're part of the group. Now, what I've noticed is with the Phillies is that we have so many superstars. A few of them are bound to struggle, but when one struggles, another one rises. For last year, it wasn't really the greatest start for Bryce Harper. Yeah, we're still calling him MVP. Wasn't really the greatest start, but guess what? Reese Hoskins had an amazing start. He was hitting home runs. He led the league, he led the team in home runs before he got injured. Then when he was down, when he was going down, Bryce stepped up and became the MVP player he was and led the league in on base percentage. And was also top three in OPS. And we really need to find one or two guys that can step up for this team consistently. We need guys like Bowman Stubbs to come up with two, with two outs to get the RBIs, get the jobs done. What I've realized is when we've had two out RBIs, most of the time we've won the game. Most of the time we've won when we have the two out RBIs. It's when they're not there that's a problem. And not only that, that wasn't my only note from Wednesday's game. It was also that we had two outfield assists. One from Castellanos, one from O'Double. And it was really nice to see uh, see the outfield getting involved. And, I mean, you know me. I'm from New England. I'm used to hearing Red Sox media. The one thing that I realized about the Red Sox postseason run was they had a ton of of outfield assists from guys like Hunter Renfro and Kike Hernandez. They had guys in the outfield to... Th- with 70 great arms if we're going to use the 2080 scale. I mean, that might be a bit exaggerated, but you get the point. They have these very good arms that they got got out from the outfield. They boosted the defensive run save. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that we have to be Superman out there in the outfield and try to be a hero. In fact, if you do do that, then... Bad things will happen. But I think when we talk about... when I think about next year. I think about it a lot because um, it's been a really interesting time for the Phillies. We're at 500, and 500 is usually like where we're at. And it gets me into thinking like if we're still here, if we're like 83 and 81 again, what are we going to, or if we're 83 and 79 again, what are we going to do? I think the move for them is getting some stronger arms out there in the outfield. And our dual Castellanos, I'm not, I'm not taking any credit away from them. I think we just need some guys with more credible arms to boost our defensive run saved. And it's nice that with Castellanos and Herrera, guys who are basically hitters first, it's nice to see that we have a bit a guys that more hitter inclined that can have at least a decent arm in the outfield for now to boost our defensive run save. And I really think those two things, with the outfield assists and the two at RBIs, they work hand in hand, and I think that's one of the main reasons why we came out on top. And and then again, bullpen as well. Like Alvarado, Anthony Dominguez, Yuri's Familia, Brad Hand, Corey Knebel. They did it again. The bullpen shut things down. Again, what I've learned this year was that we don't need the flashiest bullpen to win games. We just need a good one. We just need guys that can throw strikes. 
And I think Alvarado has a bit of problems sometimes because he, th- he throws 100 and he tends to get a little wild and throws things in the dirt. But when you have guys that can throw strikes to the bullpen like that, it really puts the game on a swivel. Then you get to Thursday's game, the last game of the series. Again, we won as well. Alec Bohm with a big home run. I mean, it's nice to see that because he was our reigning failure of the week. He's been doing really well to start off his year. Nice to see that Bohm is getting more of those power stats, getting more of those home runs. And again, like I was saying before, you got Bohm, you got Harper, you got Castellanos with the two out RBIs. And that's really guys stepping up in in the clutch, in the crucial moments, with runners on, and they got it done. And they were able to put the team on the board, even though they're down. And that really demoralizes the other team, too. Like, that's the kind of thing that, I mean, I'm a, I'm a high schooler right now, and I'm playing high school baseball. What I've realized is that, like, when you have two outs, and you start scoring runs, it, it starts to get, it's demoralizing for the team in the field, and it really starts to get sloppy. Now, it might not be error-ridden in the MLB like it is in high school, but it's definitely something as a pitcher that you feel kind of terrible when you get these two-out RBIs. It's really hard to come back from, and it's nice to see that the Phillies are taking advantage of that and actually and actually getting some two-out RBIs. So it's nice to see that. And now we have to talk about it. And if you're not aware... There has been a no-hitter this year in the MLB, and the New York Mets no-hit the Philadelphia Phillies on a Friday, April 29th. Now, after we stop talk, start talking about this, we'll never talk about it again. Understood? Shake the hand. Okay. There's one thing I looked at when I, I saw this game, and I, and I noted on it after the fact. And I, I looked at the box score, and I saw one thing. We had 12 strikeouts. Now, I know it's easy for me to uh, to go hard on them when they're down. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you right now that this is the this is the negative effect to the Phillies experiment. We're working on offense. It's the modern idea of the three true outcomes. Home runs, walks, strikeouts. So that's basically what the Phillies are doing. Like, like we're saying, okay, let's just have every single hitter in our lineup either hit a home run or strike out and see what happens. Yeah, they all just struck out on Friday and we got no hits. Although props to Schwarber for getting out three blocks, and we also had five left on. So it wasn't too terrible. And Nick Nelson did really good out of the bullpen uh, just like a few weeks ago when he pitched four innings against the Mets. So not too terrible, but I'm still going to go hard on you. 12 strikeouts. Anytime you get double-digit strikeouts or anywhere close, you have no shot of winning. You're not going to be close ever. And I'm going to say this too. If we're going to get a guy, like our two needs, one, outfield arm. I mean, I guess bullpen too. But again, as long as the Phillies bullpen keeps doing what it's doing and not being Christopher Sanchez on Sunday, we'll talk about that later. As long as the Phillies bullpen just keeps shutting things down, that's not really neat. It's showing me it's not really neat. But the things that I would like is are guys that 
in the outfield. They have defense and have arms, number one. And number two, this is more important than anything, I think we go contact hitter. It's weird to think about. And now you're looking at me, it's like, oh, wow. Young fan, which, thank you. Uh, young fan saying that we need contact over power. Here's the thing. It's a balance. It's a balance ratio. We like, I mean, yes, having home run, having that home run strikeout guy that can hit home runs is great. Having Kyle Schwarber is great. You need someone like Gene Segura to complement that. We cannot have just one guy like Gene Segura to be that. I've looked at Bryson Stott. I've seen Bryson Stott's game. I've seen him play in the fall league, and I've seen, and I've seen that he gets multiple walks a game. Like this, three or four walks that I just complimented Schwarber before. For before he did that like multiple times in the fall league, and that's why I'm very excited for him. If he keeps doing, if that translates to the major league level, and he keeps doing that, that's another good contact hitter to have to balance out that Phillies offense. And then maybe it's not as big of a concern. But right now, we need some contact hitters so we don't get no hit again, so that we don't strike out double digit times. And I mean, yes, it's disappointing when you get no hit, even if we had two runs and still lost. Seeing 12 strikeouts on the box score is an instant red flag. It's not something appealing to look at. Especially when you're watching the game. It is not something to look at. It's not something good to look at. We need some contact hitters immediately. Which also would be great if DD could be one like he was on Wednesday. Uh, Saturday, we got another Kyle Gibson start. Thank God. And he did great again. Uh, then you have Alvarado, Norwood, Sir Anthony, Yuri's familiar, Corey Knable. Shutting it down. Two hits combined. Phillies bullpen. They're good when they, they're good when they want to be Phillies bullpen. Tagline. And Schwarbs, Her- Sh- Schwarber and Herrera with home runs as well. Like, Kyle Schwarber, A, has had a really good time with the Mets. And he did so on Sunday, too, with two home runs. Kyle Schwarber loves playing against the Mets. It was even against the Nationals, too. He just feasted on Mets hitting. I'm sure Schwarber's, like, the only one in the Phillies lineup. that's like, yay, we're playing the Mets! And all of his fans are like, no! Don't you see that that's bad? But Kyle Schwarber had a, has, had a, has had a very good weekend. I'll leave it at that. Kyle Schwarber had a really good weekend. He, again, he had two home runs. One, he literally got down on a knee for. He just golfed it. It's like the opposite of what you want to do if you're a contact hitter. He literally like un, went underneath and, sorry, lefty, scooped the ball. Yes, don't do that, kids. Do not scoop the ball like Schwarber. It will be a pop-out. I guarantee it. But the problem was, when hitting went up, pitching goes down. And we had that one on the mound for Sunday, and we also faced Max Scherzer, which I'm not going to complain about opposing pitching. I'm going to complain about ours because it's way easier. And Zach Eflin and Christopher Sanchez got eaten alive. And Sanchez is a lefty, and we kind of left him out to dry. And then we sent down two guys from... I don't think we sent down Sanchez. Or we might have, but... Then we sent him to AAA. But... 
yeah, it's it's just tough. It's it's tough being in that spot, and and now we're expecting expecting the world ever long relievers that have no experience. But it's the truth. If you want to be a playoff team, you guys you got to have guys like that that can come through in a consistent basis. But again, we were kept in this game because Johan Camargo and Kyle Schwarber were the guys that stepped up with multiple two out RBIs, and that's why we stayed close in this game. Ten six. We didn't really give up control. But, um, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, Max Scherzer is one of the best pitchers in the league. I'll give you that. But, again, I like some contact, please. Maybe not some solo home runs. And now it's time to get to failure of the week. Obviously, Odubo is a really good choice. But um, this is a podcast where we... We like our character and our players. So, sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry, but uh, Odubo Herrera, for his actions, <clears throat> will not be receiving the Philly of the Week at any point. Yes, we're doing this out of protest. So, with two strong starts this week, I believe, and, and I know there's a, a few home runs, but that happens to everybody, I believe, because, because he was so close in the first week as well, I believe this week's Philly of the Week will give it to the very consistent Kyle Gibson. So, Kyle, Gibby, this is yours. Thank you for being very consistent, and you are our Philly of the Week. So, yay. And now we go to minor leagues, and, you, and minor leagues are split. It's kind of a... It's top-heavy. I'll leave it at that. Let's start with AAA. AAA was on the road against Scranton Wilkes-Barre, uh, the Yankees affiliate. And usually they have a little bit of trouble there. Usually the Yankees have, like, half of the um, half of their players are, like, major league vets who haven't really found a spot. This year, that's Worcester. That's the Red Sox affiliate, so that's 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 funny. But um, they were, I was very surprised. They were able to pull through. They had a winning week. They went 4-2. Mark Appel had a very strong week. He went to the top of the whip of the whip leaderboard. Dylan Maples is still firing. Please send this man up to the major leagues at some point. Please, for the love of God. Once Norwood and Bilotti eventually fall, please send up Dylan Maples. But the real star is Derek Hall. He had four home runs this week. Again, another very close call for Philly of the Week. But, um... Derek Hall, definitely an amazing week. Double A, they played at New Hampshire, and they went 4-2. And, and yes, you heard New Hampshire, so guess what you guys are going to get? You're going to get a fan's perspective. Yes, yeah, so I happened to go to uh, see the team play on Saturday. Uh, much better than the AAA team. I find that um, for minor league baseball, especially the Phillies team, you're either winning by five or losing by five. You're either being blown out or blowing out other teams. And today and on on Saturday, running blew out New Hampshire. Uh, props to Hoppy. He had a home run and a really nice th- throw to gun a guy down at second. Uh, Eric Miller was on the mound for that game too. He pitched two really strong innings. He topped out at 98. It's very good for a top prospect. Vito Frischia, of course, being the player that he is, having the only one with 1,000 LPS in AA, and that's really good as well. 
and I actually um, and just like so I got Triple A here. Uh, here you go. I got a uh, Eric Miller and a uh, Oh Hoppy among others. So yay! Back in the back. Sorry. In the backdrop you go for now on. And again, theme of the week. When things are good, others go down. Someone has a struggle. It was Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore went 0-5 at Aberdeen. Uh, they had a game suspended on uh, on Sunday, and I believe they were losing that one too. But um, but two pitchers I found did really well. Shot up on the whip leaderboards. Haven't really noticed them all year until now. Uh, Jordani Mesquita, J.H. Jordani. And then we actually have a call-up that I didn't even realize. We had a call-up at a pitcher. His name is Aiden Anderson. And he did really well in his first few starts with Class A Jersey Shore. And, of course, they lost. But, um, yeah, props to Aiden Anderson for getting the call-up. Very proud. And I'll, I'll have some call-up sound effects soon. And we get to Clearwater. Uh, guys, guess what? It rains a lot in Florida. I know. Crazy, right? But uh, they went... Officially, they went 2-1-1. One, and one. It was terrible on Friday, terrible on Saturday. They got rained out on Friday. I think they pushed their game to a doubleheader, and that whole series got rained out. And then Sunday got suspended, too. So Suspended, they're not making it up, and it was 4-4. Four four. So that's where your tie comes in. But a very strong week. Uh, Marcus Lee Sang uh, shot up on the OPS leaderboard. He's now leading all players with OPS, and Gabriel Cotto did really well as well. So, with that being said, that's going to do it for this episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The Phillies now have the Rangers, and if you like that Mets series, guess what? We're getting them four times! I mean, at home, but seriously, though, it's the Mets. We're going to struggle again. Uh, I do feel like mentioning, I think I mentioned this in the beginning, but um, uh, keep your eyes out tomorrow for an Eagles podcast. Uh, we'll go over the draft reaction. That'll be it for the Eagles for a very long time. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we do well against the Rangers. I was going to live stream this, but I ran out of time. Sorry, guys. But thank you all for joining me. Remember, even though we get no hits, even though we have a ton of power hitters that sometimes that half of the time strike out, keep your heads up. It's always sunny in South Philadelphia. Take care, everyone.